Welcome to another episode of Paradigm 132 Podcast. I'm your humble and gracious social shot horn. On today's episode, I want to talk about something that occurred a few weeks ago. Um, I wasn't necessarily going to talk about it because, you know, I'm used to kind of seeing it happen or used to just hearing about it, but I don't really put any thought into it. And what the what I'm talking about is that there were some ice raids in Mississippi at some chicken poultries. And usually when I hear about these particular things, I'm just hearing about ice raid at factories in general, you know, when they're coming around to pick up, you know, illegal immigrants. I don't really think too much into it. You know, I just say, you know, hey, you know, a lot of times those are unfortunate events because uh, what ends up happening is they, you know, take the parents away and, you know, the children are left to essentially kind of, you know, just survive, you know, until things get resolved, you know, or you may have situations like what we had at the border in which, you know, we had the children that were locked up in cages at what people deemed to be concentration camps. But I don't really like touching on things like that because I, obviously it's a sad, sad situation. Um, but I, I just, I don't really like talking about that particular aspect of it. But, again, I wasn't going to talk about this, but I was in the store one day, and I was I was buying some cookies. And I just happened to look over at the newspaper stand, and I pick up a newspaper from time to time and read it because one of the things that I remember Dick Gregory saying was that, you know, you know, you should read a newspaper. And his reasoning was if you read newspapers, it kind of helps you. You can catch a lie. You know, may one paper may report something, then another paper may report the same exact thing, but it's different. So you 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 want to see if you can catch a lie, but I don't necessarily read it for that. But that was but I picked up the notion of pick of reading newspapers from Dick Gregory uh, because you know a lot of times you know depending on where our social media is set up, it may be news that. It's right underneath your nose that you don't know anything about. So that's why I picked up newspapers. But this particular headline just caught my attention. I just had to buy it. And the headline was, Immigrants get busted, employers often don't. This was from the Clarion Ledger. And I said, hmm. That seems like something, you know, that's worth me reading. Immigrants get busted, employers often don't. And so that kind of brings you back to the aspect of how uh, you have major corporations that may, you know, be doing things that are damaging to the environment, damaging to the community that's around them. And they just go ahead and they pay a fine and they just keep right on going. And so this is essentially kind of one of the same things. Um, These particular, from, from my understanding, these particular chicken poultries, they were raided by ICE. They picked up roughly 680 workers. Uh, they picked up computers, docu- you know, documents and things of that particular nature because they were built. The, the case that they built was that these particular companies knowingly knew that they were hiring illegal immigrants. Right. They knowingly knew it. And so. Um, that was the reasoning behind the the raids and actually picking the people up. And from continuing to read, 
that probably two or three days later after that occurred, you know, they, you know, business still has to go. So, you know, they conducted a few job fairs, you know, to kind of get some people in the area to, you know, get the jobs and, you know, replace the, the labor that they, that they lost out on. And from looking at, because what the, the ledger did was that it took, um, it took some cases in which ICE went in and raided the, some companies and the overwhelming um, consensus that they were able to gather from this is that in each one of these cases, illegal immigrants were arrested, but as far as the company, nothing happened to the company. No one in upper level management was punished. Um, I see a few fines here, which obviously, of course, if um, going back to the the headline, employers often don't get in trouble. I mean, a fine, you know, you when you're doing business, you know, you kind of, I feel like when you're doing high-level business, you know something may happen, so you, you may have money like that just sitting away stored away, you know, just in case something like this happens. And so it made me stop and think about one of the old cliches that, that I've been hearing for, I don't know, I've heard it for a while. And that's that immigrants are coming over here and taking jobs from us, coming taking jobs. And... At the same time, you'll hear some people say, well, some of the jobs they're taking, we don't want those jobs anyway. Right? You know, some of the jobs that they have, we don't want those jobs anyway. But something of a chicken poultry, you know, which in Mississippi, that's major, that's one of the major employers, you know, within the state, chicken poultries and things like that. So obviously, this is a, these, these actually are jobs that people want that essentially immigrants are taking but I want to take the word take out of that though I want to take let's let's remove that word and let's really focus in on exactly what this is because they can't they're not taking certain jobs they're being given these particular jobs and for whatever reason they're giving it uh, most times because um, you know they work for less and they work harder. You know, in, in most instances, they work for less and they work harder. So obviously you're gonna give someone the opportunity to do that versus someone that wants to make more but isn't gonna work as hard. But it still doesn't make it right. And so <clears throat> um, one of the things that these companies do to vet these individuals is they go, you know, they go through E-Verify. And I guess they are able to, you know, go back and see whether or not these people are actual citizens of the U.S. That's what some of the companies that got busted said. And in 1986, they had the Immigration and Control Act, which was the Immigration Control Act of 1986. And it stated that it's illegal for employers to knowingly hire unauthorized immigrants. And so from me reading into it, it essentially said that it became almost like a loophole 
because when you because a lot of these companies may have staffing companies and what ends up happening is is that they'll they'll have the staffing company vet you know the illegal immigrant or whatever and if the staffing company doesn't catch it they just go ahead and just say okay well you can come work right and so they can in the event that they get raided they can say no 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 we use this third party staffing company we didn't normally do that we 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 paid them to vet this person you know or we used e verify and so those are some of the things that actually you know those are legitimate excuses essentially and these companies essentially get off without any major ramifications other than making headline news for a while but essentially what what I what I noticed because I worked at um one of those companies a company that actually that that occurred at and when they raided you know they got the illegals out and then next thing you know it was a massive hiring you know going on for people in the area and you know we got jobs and what I noticed over a period of time is that when I first started, there weren't as many, you know, immigrants in there. But after a certain amount of time had gone by, we've seen them, you know, I, I would see a slow uptick of more coming back in there. So it, it kind of is one of those rinse and repeat type of things. Like, okay, hey, boom, pay the fine, you made headline news, nobody gets fired. Uh, the company doesn't get taken under or anything like that. Uh, we'll go out and we'll hire people, and then we'll slowly bring them back in again. You know, we'll slowly bring them back in again. And so, I don't. I mean, I don't really know what I don't really know what to think because if a person is willing to work, then regardless if I mean I mean, this may come out the wrong way, but. If you're willing to work, regardless if you're legal or illegal, based on a set of circumstances or whatever the situation is, if you work and you know you pay taxes, if you're getting a check, then I mean you you are a an asset. You're not a liability versus someone who is an able body who chooses not to work, who feels that they should a certain type of work is beneath them. Right, some type of work is beneath them, but it's just it's it's just an inch. I mean, again, like I said, it's just an interesting. It was just an eye catching title, you know, it was an eye catching headline because they got the picture of the the people standing out beside like a guardrail, and it's like you know that you know they're taking them in, you know, because they. They're illegal. And you have companies, again, that get off, um, you know, scot-free because they're able to say, you know, they're able to push the judgment or push responsibility off onto someone else. And that someone else, they may end up getting fired or may get put out of business. Again, like I said, if you're a staffing company or something like that and um, and something occurs in which, you know, y'all are held responsible, then, yeah, y'all may get put out of business because the fine that they may put on y'all, 
may not be able to handle it. So you file bankruptcy and stuff like this. So now more people lose jobs, right? But I just think it's an interesting um it's an interesting it's an interesting dynamic to say the least. Because um we've I mean it's 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 bombarded headline news um a lot with the activities that have been transpiring at the border. And even when um I was driving over the road, um, I know I went to South Texas once and that was my first time actually seeing Border Patrol. And so when you were coming back from South Texas, um, to come back up, they had little checkpoints. And what the guy would do is, depending on what type of truck you had, whether you had a uh, refrigerator or flatbed or, you know, drive-in or whatever the situation is, they would, you know, the question they ask, are you, well, at least he asked me because I only went through it. I only had to go through it once. He said, are you, are you legal? And I said, yeah. And so he let me go. But I know some of the container vehicles are some of the things that they transport these people in. And what ends up happening is, is they they take your license and you go to, you know, they take your license for life for transporting an illegal immigrant and obviously you go to jail for that. And so it's, 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 it's really sad to really think about. It's sad and it's, it's almost like an honorable story because you're thinking about some of the sacrifices that um, these people are making to have, but you know what we call a better life, right? The things that they're doing, the to to, um, you know, just ultimate sacrifice. You know, just to just say you have a child in America, your child is born in America, so your child becomes an uh, American citizen. So regardless of what may happen to you, you know, you may get shipped off, you know, during the ice raid, but. At least they can't take your child because your child is was born in America. Your child becomes an American citizen, and you know that's. <laughs> I mean, I don't. That's that's something. I mean, that's something really that you really have to stop and you have to think about. Really, like that's a ultimate, ultimate sacrifice. You know, because you know that it could be a it could be a situation where you. Um, could be, you know, they could take you away. And it makes me think about a book that I read. <clears throat> I forgot the name of the book. I wish I had the book in front of me. But I didn't, uh, I didn't really, <laughs> I guess I didn't organize too much for this one. But, but I still remember the story. It was a story uh, It occurred in Georgia. So it was a guy. Uh, he was illegal, but he had a business, uh, had a good business. Um, I forgot what the business was, but obviously with him being illegal, he wasn't able to get a license. So, but he was doing construction type work. So he had a truck and everything. So what ended up happening was he actually ended up running into someone, um, you know, causing an accident. And so the the police arrived on the scene. They picked him up, 
And throughout the story, it talked about because what ended up happening, because the person is writing the book, he was interviewing the person. So what the guy told him was that, okay, because they were in Georgia, so they, they, they put him in jail, and then they took him to a, somewhat of a holding cell. And the first one was kind of, it was a, you know, it was, it was rough. It was rough. And then they took him to another place that was, a, you know, a little bit more laid back. And so then they, they load him up on, on an airplane. Well, no, they load him up on, on buses, and they took him to uh, an airstrip. And so they load him up on a plane, and he was actually from South America. He wasn't from Mexico. He was from South America. But somehow he was able to, they weren't, they didn't, they weren't able to detect that he was from South America. So they shipped, they flew him out, you know, they flew him out to the border. And so they shipped him back to Mexico. And so what ends up happening is all throughout this entire time, his family doesn't know that he's gone. His family doesn't know he's gone. And so what ends up happening, he goes up to a phone. Uh, he said, "This is he's full blown in Mexico now." He goes to a phone, and what transpires is that he's not able to use the phone because it was a, I guess it was a local gang or something that was, you know, that that was a part of their turf. So they told him he couldn't use his phone, so he wasn't able to, you know, call his family or anything like that. But one of the guys. Um, I think one of the guys took a liking to him, you know, like friend, not like, not that that type of liking, but like a friend. And so he ended up letting him use the phone. So he called his wife and told his wife what ended up happening. And obviously, you know, she was, you know, hysterical about it and everything like that. He said, but I'm going to get home. So the next day came and somehow he ended up, yeah, he ended up meeting someone and they took him to a house. But before that occurred, he had noticed there was another group of people walking around and they were offering people saying, hey, we can get you back across the border. Just pay us this amount of money. And so people were, were paying them. But what they were really but what they were really were, they were traffickers. And so they were taking people. And so he ended up he ended up actually getting picked up himself because someone invited him to a house. And so they took him to the house and the person was just about to um, take him away. And then he has obviously he had seen some people that were, all, you know, that were on the flight with him. You know, when they, well, they took a bus back into Mexico after they got off the plane. They took a bus to the plane, got on the plane, got on another bus, took him to Mexico. So he has seen some individuals that were on the bus at this particular trafficker's house or compound. And so they were going to take him away. And so what he ended up saying was that, hey, I know such and such. And the such and such person that he knew was the individual that I said took a liking to him. And so they ended up, I think they ended up calling the guy. And he said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't, don't do anything to him. So they ended up picking him up and um, taking him back to you know, in the area where the phone was at. So I forgot how much money it was, but the guy said, hey, um, pay me this and I can get you to, they say he can get him to Houston or some part of Louisiana. Yeah, he said he can get him to, he know he could guarantee him to get him to Louisiana, right? 
And so within, I think, a week or two or three weeks or whatever the situation was, the man was back at home. The man was back at home. And so depending on what type of listener you are, uh, you may look at that as heroic or you may look at that and say, yeah, we, that's, that's why we need the wall right there. That's, that's exactly why we need the wall because you were able to get back in. That means it's not strong enough. Or you may look at it and say, hey, you know, the man got dealt a bad card. You know, the man had a business. He's paying taxes. Uh, he's doing a service. You know, he has a family and everything that he's taking care of because he was the only person working in, the, in you know, in the family like, like a lot of these people are. In most instances, they're the only people working in the home. And, you know, it was just unfortunate. And so the guy essentially told him, said, you're going to be, you know, he's going to be careful next time, you know, not to run into anyone. Because, like I said, he still couldn't, you know, he still couldn't get a license. But he was able to get back, you know, away from Mexico. And he said he was happy that they took him to Mexico because it would have been a lot harder if they had known that he was an immigrant from South America. And if he had been in South America, he doesn't know if he would have been able to get back to Georgia from South America, but he was able to get back from Mexico back to Georgia. And like I said, the guy guaranteed him he could get him to Louisiana. He got him to Louisiana. I believe he called his wife and, you know, they came from Georgia and picked him up and took him back home. So, I mean, it was an interesting, neat little story. But, um... You know, getting back to the, the, the main topic, I feel like a lot of these companies do know, knowingly that they're hiring people that um, are illegal, you know, because, you know, a lot of times, I mean, in business, you look for ways to cut costs in the ways you can cut them. You know, I don't know what type of benefits these people may be getting. Um, obviously, they say they pay them less than they pay... Um, regular workers because one of the things that um, I I read in the newspaper about the federal minimum wage in the next, I think it's going to be over a course of four four years, I believe. It's going to go up to $15 an hour. And so obviously on the, on the outside as a regular person, like, you know, like us, we say, hey, man, that's great, man, $15. But obviously, of course, the reason they're doing it over four years is it gives them four years to to you know, build things up, you know, so that you're actually not getting a raise. Things are gonna things are gonna go up and you may actually get less than what you're getting now. So where you may have gotten a half a buggy of groceries for a hundred dollars, now you may get a third, you know, because it's fifteen dollars because now you have to pay the regular people that and then obviously of course the way I look at it is that um Man, not have as many people um, full-time. So if you don't have as many people full-time, you might not have to pay for insurance and stuff like that. So at $15 an hour, it doesn't look as good. But, again, that's beside the point. I'll talk about that on another podcast. But they were talking about one of the jobs that the Mexicans or immigrants have. I don't want to say just Mexicans because I feel that's this, this stereotyping that they're not the only immigrant group that migrates over here. Um, I was saying that they work on farms and they pay them maybe five or six dollars an hour. And now they're saying, hey, you know, in the next four years, you got to have them at fifteen dollars an hour. 
So obviously as a person, as a farmer and things of that nature, you're already trying to essentially cut costs because you have a lot of things working that aren't working in your favor, whether it's the weather, whether it's um, insects or whatever the situation is. So so for you to have to come out now and the government's, you know, federally, you have to pay someone fifteen dollars. It almost make it it almost makes it hard harder for you to actually hire you know a regular citizen because a regular citizen by law you're supposed to pay that person fifteen dollars an hour whereas you could pay an immigrant less than that and they'll be just as fine right but i mean i mean it's 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 a sad situation because um it it kind of reminds me of the same thing when the economy crashed in two thousand eight two thousand nine I believe what Bear Stearns. Bear Stearns was the only major player that is no longer um, in the financial sector. They would have wanted. They were the only major player that actually got shut down. And but they but the rest of the banks they got bailed out, and so it's kind of the same thing. You know, you may have some. You may have a little. Um, you know, you may have someone take the bullet. You may have one or two people take the bullet, but they're not taking the bullet the same way as they should take the bullet. Because they, again, back to it, they only rated four, um, they only rated four companies. And out of four companies, they picked up 680 people. 600, that's almost 700 people. You know? So that's that's roughly, you know, a little bit over a hundred workers. You know. But yeah. That's over a hundred workers for each one of those four companies. And these companies probably are only employing maybe three or four hundred people. <laughs> so you essentially in these four companies you've essentially almost took off half of their work staff. Half of their work staff. And you're gonna and you're, and you're saying that you didn't know that they were illegal. Okay. <laughs> but that's the way of the world. You know, that's just that's that's the way it is. But you know, again like I said it's unfortunate and like I said when I saw that headline I just had to pick it up because it was like Oh, you know, because I, I, you know, you would think that there would be some ramifications for these particular type of things. But, you know, going back and looking at the examples that the ledger uh, pulled up, it wasn't. Obviously, of course, you know, you may have suggestive journalism that benefits the people, you know, the editor, the writer of the story. But even if that's the case, it you know, still... You have instances in which, you know, you pay you pay a fine and, and, and that's the end of it. You're not out of business, you know. That's that. You know, you knowingly did something, right? But that's all I have for this week on this particular episode. And I'll be back to you again with another episode next week. Peace.